Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Deacon, Cafe. Deacon, it sounded like you said Deacon Chef. The Deacon Chef? Deacon Chef. Uh, yeah, except I can't cook at the Catholic Cafe. Don't you love hearing Deacon Chip say, and now here's your host, Deacon, Deacon Jeff. Jeff Krasimski. I have to admit, I have to pray for humility every time I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun, and I think God rewards, no, cool stuff, God rewards people sometimes in their lives, gives them affirmation. Yeah. And Nothing so I am, I am just uh, happy as a clam to be here All right. in the Luxurious Corner booth with you, Tom Dorian. Wow, thank you. And, uh, you Likewise. know, we, we, you know, your alma mater is the University of Memphis. They we are. don't usually it talk is. sports here. No, we don't. But uh, your, your, uh, your alma mater is doing pretty well in football, well. aren't they? It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's, I know that you are, you are proud of your team. You know they're putting their... Best it's almost like forward. we've been eating at the kids' table all this time. And now we've now we got, got a little bump up to the adult <laughs> table and don't know how to act. Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Well, speaking of exciting, we have a great show. And uh, the reason why we have a great show is because I every show, mm-hmm. I will always say, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And guess what? And we hear all kinds of stuff. That's right, from all over the world. But well, we got a real winner today. Oh, yeah. 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 And you know what? This is It's, it's a real winner because it's really a great opportunity, I think, because there's a yeah. lot of angst out there, there in is. the world. Yeah. And uh, this particular person is uh, who sent this email is a, a young lady named Audra. Mm-hmm. And Audra, I got her permission to, uh, to read this over the air. And the reason why I wanted to is because I think this email speaks to a lot of folks. I agree. Right. We talk a lot of Catholic stuff here on the Catholic Cafe, and that kind of makes sense. And sometimes people can think we're all talking about doctrine and dogma and, you know, all these things, you know, down to the uh, the minutia of the detail of, right. the, of the Catholic faith. And you have to know all these different things. And the reality is a lot of folks out there that they hear that. Mm-hmm. And yet, they still there's a lack of connection. There's a, there's something. Yeah, I don't know how it applies. Yeah, or there's something in the way. Right. Right. And they're kind of like they're kind of um, seeking a little assistance. And so we, I got this email from Audra, and Audra's she didn't mind me telling her age. She's 26 years old, so she's right, right in the middle of this group of like 18 to 33, 18 to 35, something like that. The, the young folks in the world. Tough age. It's a tough age because. Uh, a lot of challenges. Exactly, in the world. A lot of pressures from kinda, the secular world. It's kind of crazy out there. It's rough. So here's her email. She says, hi. And I like that because she's very friendly. Well, I'm good. Hi. <laughs> you know? I like the way she said it, too. She That's had a right. high-pitched voice exactly. just like you did. That was beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Very good. She says, I am a Catholic and have been proud to be one. With me saying this, being a daughter of Christ is important. The reason I'm emailing you today is because I've always been this person who has thought of others. Even I have been someone who has put others first before me. Lately, there's been so much going on with me. So I am just so confused right now. I feel as of now, I am trying to make myself happy. I still do care about others and all. I just want to be the person who I was before. I just feel like I've changed. Things don't seem as clear to me as they were before. Could you help me out? I just want to find a way that even though I'm going through all of this, I don't have to feel so confused. I want to do what is morally right, 
But I feel as if everything in my mind is like a debate. Why does it always have to be this way? One thing I have done for many years is pray. Again, I'm saying this to you because I just want to say how important God has been to me and how spiritual I am. Thank you. And then she puts like three exclamation points. <laughs> that means she's really thanking us. And she says, I really appreciate you taking the time to read this email. And again, this is from Audra. And I don't know where Audra's from, but I think that Audra speaks for a lot of folks out there. Oh, absolutely. And when I contacted her and said, hey, can I read this on the air? Mm-hmm. And I'll just use your first name, but I just... I think other people would like to, would benefit from the answer or yeah, the I discussion, so. I right? Think so. Yeah. And so she she replied to me. She says, "I'm happy to help. I'm glad to have other people listen in, so it will help them." I just wanted to add that I want to continue living in the life of God and keep Him first. I just even feel that if you live that way, life will be a lot easier for you. Thank you. Amen. And, and so you know, she's got a lot of great stuff going she for does. her right now, right? She really does. So there's a there's a and I think you know right off the bat you look at that and go well hey what's what's one of the words that sticks out that yeah. uh, that that she's doing right now pray that's right she's yeah. praying yeah I mean and that's a good sign and there's so few people well I'll say it this way many people have given up on prayer yeah right they they don't hear the answer either the answer they want or they don't really sense that there's an answer because right. if they're in a state of confusion or uh, they're fretting something or uh, they're grieving something. Mm-hmm. Right, or they feel lost or abandoned, right on the sidelines, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and they're praying about it and they don't hear an answer. Right, a lot of folks just kind of give up. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I know you can't, but I understand why they do. Oh, sure. Right? W- welcome to the world. It's a it's a difficult place, and so Audra, we're going to talk a little bit about your situation, and really not so much specifically your situation, but maybe I, I think much of this will apply to you, Audra, but. But really, there's so many other folks out there, and I don't know a lot about Audra. I didn't like start quizzing her about sacraments or or any really what kind of a Catholic she is, how often she goes to mass, or any of these things. But I thought I'd rather not do that, so that I can give some answers that I think will be more general, but I think are going to apply to a lot of folks. Sure. And the first thing I would say, where she says, "Could you help me out?" Mm-hmm. Right? She's lost and confused. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of going on in her mind right now. She doesn't know the answers to things. Right. And the reality is, I guess what I want to say is, Audra, you're very perceptive. Mm-hmm. While you may think things are unclear, they're very clear to you in the, in the fact that they're unclear. Right. Right? You can see the muddy water clearly. And I know yeah. that sounds silly, mm-hmm. but the reality is you recognize there are issues. Mm-hmm. And there's reason for those, and we'll talk about those in a minute. But I do, I do want to say that the world is indeed a confusing place mm-hmm. for many, many people. Oh, yeah. I, obviously, the secular world, you know, they'll, they'll tell us that everything, pretty much everything is okay. Oh, sure. Right, we've seen rulings from the Supreme Court. We've seen uh, videos from Planned Parenthood. We've had we've had all these discussions, and and really, uh, young people have stopped getting married. Mm-hmm. The marriage numbers are going way down, and many people are having uh, marital relations outside of marriage. Right, mm-hmm. and so we have lots of things where the the secular world is saying, you know, love is love, and it's okay. Right, and God made you to love. Sure. And so now we love everything, and God wants you to be loved, and and which is true. <laughs> It but is. but not in the way that the world would tell you love is love. Right. Right? Because there's a there's only one true love and that's the love that emanates from God the Father. That's exactly right. Right? That 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 the Trinity is just loving us. Right? Yep. And and so true love would reflect that love. Mm-hmm. 
So what we call love in this day is, is, is difficult. And that's one of the things I think that Audra is experiencing. Because she does say that I want to do what is morally right, but I mm-hmm. feel as if everything in my mind is like a debate. Right. So there's obviously some moral stuff going on. There's some decisions she's got to make. Mm-hmm. She's 26. I don't know if she's married. But obviously the world is telling her these things are okay or you should feel this way or we should appreciate this. Or maybe there's somebody in her family who's having some uh, moral dilemmas that the world says, hey, that's great. Let's applaud this. And maybe her Catholic faith says that's not something to applaud mm-hmm. but somebody who needs our love, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of that going on. So I understand. And, and it can be very difficult. But again, if you look specifically at the world – and then you compare that to what the church offers. To vastly different Exactly worlds. right. You're going to see a, a contrast. Huge. Now, what I would say is the, the church offers a better way, but you can't just say, well, this is the right path. You need to take it. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think, I think the – I guess I should finish that thought and say you can't just take that path because Deacon Jeff or Tom Dorian said take that path. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality is you have to understand there's a bigger thing going on, mm-hmm. and that is – the devil wants you. Oh, huge spiritual Did you see how my, my, my voice changed? The devil wants you. you went that sounds from, scary. You went from high at the very beginning <laughs> That's right. Joy. to this. Hope to, yeah. The devil wants you. Yeah, you're good, man. Well, you You've done it before. <laughs> this isn't my, your first radio, radio, is it? That's my radio voice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but a lot of people, you know, they'll laugh at you. If, you. if you're 26 years old, and Audra, I don't know if you've done this, but if you're oh, yeah, with your you're friends. talking about this stuff? Yeah, but if you're 26 years old, you. and you exactly, and you, and you walk up to one of your friends and say, "Hey, do you believe in the devil?" Yeah, you might get laughed out. You yeah, know, other fifty-year-olds do that to you. I know it's terrible. I mean, there was a former presidential candidate, you know, who talked about the devil That's in the exactly world. That's right. That's right. And and he got laughed off the podium. He right. Did. You're no right. one and no one took him seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, that's about the most serious thing that any presidential candidate has ever said. Yeah. That the devil is in the world and the devil wants to destroy you. Yeah. Right? Really, the devil doesn't care about you. The devil cares about hurting God. And so he wants to take anything that God loves right. away from God. And that's, that's, his, right. that's his joy. If, he, if the devil could ever have joy, which I don't believe he can because he doesn't believe in God or believes in God but does not want God to reign, right. well, he's not going to have much joy. But the, if, if there is any joy in his life, that is taking away that which God has made a covenant right. with. God's loved ones. That's exactly right, you know. And the other thing I would say to Audra is I know that this, this difficult world that we live in is, is also one that really it chips away at your self-esteem and confidence. It's going to make you feel less confident. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you start to doubt yourself. Right. And again, that's the devil. I really do. Now, I'm not one of those guys that thinks that the devil's around every corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to blame everything on him. That's the devil. You know, if you trip and fall, it might be because you're clumsy. (laughs) You know, it's not necessarily the devil trying to trip you up. But I do believe in spiritual warfare. I do believe that there, that that, that Satan is prowling about the world seeking the ruin of of souls. souls, Right. Right. I mean, we don't just say that because it's Mm -mm. a pretty prayer. Mm -mm. We say that because we have to believe that there is something other than God out there. Right. And the devil is seeking to pull us away from God. Yep. Right, and so it's. A, I think it's good. Uh, it's a good, healthy attitude to understand that that we do have a spiritual enemy. Yep. And really, I think that's what's going on a lot of this. But um, obviously, it, there's difficult issues here. But there are also some answers. There are. And so we're going to go to some of these answers and to help Audra kind of go down that path. Can't wait. Yeah, I know where you're going with it. <laughs> I know you do it all, all the time. But we got to wait because we got to take a break. Dang. 
And we're going to take a break, but before we do that, I want to remind folks at home we have a great website. It is great. It is wonderful. www.thecatholiccafe.com. Put the V on there. Unless yes. you want to get a good Catholic That's boyfriend important. or girlfriend, you've right. a dating site. I don't need that. Thecatholiccafe.com, but also email me. Send me an email, just like Audra did. Mention me. Uh, and, and, and mention Tom. <laughs> Tom needs to be mentioned. He does. Build him up. And, and uh, send the email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Straczynski, and this is another great moment in church history. Late in the 11th century, next to the Holy Sepulchre in the Holy Land was a Benedictine monastery called St. Maria Latina. In the guest house of this monastery was begun the first hospital called the Hospital of Jerusalem, and it was dedicated to serving not only the poor, but pilgrims to the Holy Land, as well as those fighting in the Crusades against the Ottoman forces oppressing Jerusalem. This hospital fell into the care of a dedicated and humble Benedictine monk at the monastery named Gerard of Amalfi. Known as Blessed Gerard, he founded a new order in the year 1099 called the Hospitallers of St. John or the Knights of St. John, dedicated to St. John the Baptist. This order is now called the Order of Malta. Blessed Gerard remained dedicated to the twofold mission of the order his entire life, the defense of the faith and the assistance to the poor and the suffering. There is an old painting in Rome which depicts Blessed Gerard handcuffed and holding a loaf of bread. Tradition tells the story that while Jerusalem was under the control of the Ottomans, he stood at the walls and pretended to throw stones at the crusaders outside of the city. What he was actually throwing was bread to satisfy the hunger of those Christians fighting to retake the city. As the order grew, so also did support for its good works. Soon more hospitals were being built and the Knights of Malta were ever in demand to defend the faith, in some cases to the death. But the Knights never lost sight of their purpose. Even after battle, before they were fed, they personally fed and attended to the needs of those in their care at the hospitals. Blessed Gerard died simply on September 3rd in 1120. His epitaph in the convent he founded aptly sums up his life and reads... Here lies Gerard, the humblest man among the dwellers in the East, the servant of the poor, a welcoming friend to strangers. He was lowly in demeanor, but within him shone a noble heart. The measure of his goodness may be seen within these walls. He was provident in many things, painstaking in all he did. He undertook many tasks of diverse nature, stretching out his arms diligently to many lands. He gathered from everywhere the means to feed his people. The works of Blessed Gerard continue today, as the Order of Malta spans the globe with its works of aid to the poor and suffering and the defense of the truths of the Catholic faith. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. I'm Deacon Jeff, yes, and we are. are we are answering a letter from Audra. I know the answer. What's the answer? Armor up. 
Armor up. Armor you know what? Up. So here's what we do. Exactly right. Very she is right in the to middle. the point. She's in the middle of a spiritual battle. Big time. She needs to armor up. But Which she already, it, you know what? She's already doing. One thing I have done for many years is pray. And that's and she should keep praying. Wow, keep on doing it. I mean, prayer is prayer is absolutely a great thing. Now a lot of people think, well, what if I don't get answered? You keep praying. Yeah. Remember the scriptures where the you know the the guy comes at midnight and he's banging on the door because he wants some bread from for a visitor who showed up. And the other right. guy's like, dude, I'm already in bed. Yeah. But he keeps banging. The right. guy gets up. Yep. Because he keeps banging. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that prayer going. Keep it going. Right. And and so that's an important thing. And and prayer is good. And even if you don't feel like something like the very next day changes, sometimes it does. But the reality is it's kind of like if you're going to get in shape and you start doing those push-ups that yeah. next morning, yeah. are you really going to feel healthier? No. It takes no. a while. You've got to right. keep that practice going. Yeah. And that's really what's going to change you. Like if you do it a diet or if you're doing an exercise mm-hmm. regimen, it's that, that continual... Uh, yeah, it's gonna, that's going to make some change in your life. So keep mm-hmm. the prayers going. Absolutely. But, Audra, need, you need to understand that I think some of this is maybe um, you might be confused by things, mm-hmm. right? But the reality is if you, as as Tom so poignantly puts it, armor up. You're welcome. If you, pres- <laughs> if you, if you ask God to protect you right. in those prayers, don't just say, Lord, I'm confused. God knows you're confused, right? God knows all of us are confused, right? He does, we are. Don't be afraid to ask him for clarity. Ask him to send the Holy Spirit upon you. The Holy Spirit is a, is a, is a good guy. He's going to take care of you Absolutely. and give you the stuff that you, that you need. So prayer is definitely good. But then also, Audra, I don't know how often you go to Mass, mm-hmm. but go to Mass. Make sure you go every Sunday. Yep. Church wants us to go, calls us to go, in fact, obligates us to go every Sunday. All the sacraments. You know, with the exception of those people who are in uh, difficult situations with uh, little kids or somebody's sick or mm-hmm. you get a flat tire, I understand why you would miss Mass. But the reality is going to Mass is good for us. Yep. I mean, obviously, that's where um, it's just a, a source of everyday grace for us. Yeah. You know, and we, don't, we, don't, we just we show up. Right. We we open our hearts, and that's the universal prayer of the church. It is uh, as well. Mass. So mass is a beautiful uh, opportunity, but also just pick up the Bible. Have you ever met those people? Not sometimes I think they're goofy, but you know they do that. They they <laughs> they spin their finger around with the open Bible, and they kind of like stick their finger down the page and say, oh, yeah. "This is what the Lord wants me to read today." Exactly. And they read that, and they go. This has nothing to do with me. <laughs> this is talking about uh, this is this is talking about circumcision. <laughs> why, why am I reading this? You know. But the reality is, I, I do think that opening up the <laughs> Tom of lost Tom. He's fallen over out of the luxurious corner booth. Let's say a quick prayer for Tom that he can he can write himself I'm and sorry. come back into the booth. Go ahead. But so seriously, so though, glad this is just audio and exactly. Not video. But seriously, the Bible is a, is a source of inspiration. So to be able it to is. open the Bible and to start reading things, God will speak to you through those words. He will. Right? That is, that, that, that's his divine revelation to us. And, of course, the catechism. You could just read the re- daily readings. Daily readings are great. That would make things a whole lot simpler. And right. You get one of those things like the Word you're, Among you're Us. You're in step with the church. Actually, exactly, exactly right. You're essentially praying the scriptures right. with the church. It's right. a beautiful way to do right. it. Catechism of the Catholic Church. You don't, if Perfect. you don't have one, this is the gold standard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the Bible, 
But essentially, everything in it is true. It's what the church teaches and kind of laid out in a way that we can understand, very accessible. We can use the index in the back. So if you have specific moral questions, Audra, about things, you can find out the real answers from a trustworthy source. Yep. Right. About the very issues you're probably discussing with your friends, the things that you're feeling, they're going to be there in that catechism. That's true. Right. Then I also, speaking of of friends, I would find a friend you can trust. Someone you can open your heart to. Someone who knows you really well. Yeah. Right? God gave us community so that we can benefit. She could make the Curcio. A Curcio is a wonderful opportunity to get together, to yeah. spend that three-day weekend, and then spend that fourth day, right. which is essentially the rest of your life, every yeah. day the rest of yeah. your life, really with sort of a new attitude and understanding about your Catholic faith. That's how we got this whole thing going. Exactly right. It's how we became friends. That's I didn't right. know you before Curcio. That's right. That Some people might think, I wish he had never gone <laughs> to meet him, but the reality is I think it's been good. I, I think, think it's so been too. good. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And then also we did a show recently on spiritual direction. Exactly right. Audra, find a spiritual director. Find somebody who can kind of help you along the spiritual path. Someone who knows. They know the difference between good and evil, and they're not going to just fill you up with a bunch of doctrines and dogmas and teachings and make you memorize prayers and make sure you've had all your sacraments. This is something that's important that you need to go with someone who's going to knows you enough they can guide you down that path. That's right. That's a that's a that's a beautiful way to do it. And and I think another one is um, is is the sacraments. Totally. There's no better way to armor up than with the sacraments. Right. Right? So I don't know, Andre, if you've been baptized. I hope you have. But if you haven't been baptized, get baptized. And for those of you who are sort of seeking direction, baptism is one of those beautiful sacraments. The first sacrament of initiation is the mm-hmm. granddaddy of all sacraments. It's the, it's, the, it's the first, the primal sacrament. We can't have any of the other sacraments until baptism That's has right. taken place. And that baptism in this situation is beautiful because it fills us with grace. It erases all that, that the stain of sin, including uh, you know uh, that original sin, mm-hmm. right? And really, one of the things that, that baptism does is is God claims you for His own. You become a child of God. You become an adopted brother or sister of Jesus, and it's a wonderful feeling to be in that family. That's right. But also, there's like that this compass in your in your very soul that is now oriented to God. And based on her email, I would say her compass is set properly. I think I so. I bet you she's been back. So she needs to relax, rely right. on that compass. Yeah. Right? And that debate she's having in her head, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. She says, why does everything have to be a debate? The reality is, you know what? That's your conscience right. arguing with the world. That's part of that spiritual battle we talked about. Exactly right. So it's a good sign. It's a healthy sign. Now, yeah. I don't want you to feel pummeled Right, with no. not knowing the answers, but that's why we have catechism, bat, uh, we have the Bible, we have right. mass, we have prayer, we right. have these opportunities and a trusted friend, a spiritual director, they're going to help keep you on that path. That's right. Listen to great things like the Catholic Cafe, right? Of course. Always have to put that plug in there. <laughs> yeah, and if, you've right. been, if you haven't been confirmed, Audra, confirmation is a beautiful thing. When that it bishop is. puts oil on your head and says, be sealed with the Holy Spirit, you are literally sealed. Oh, yeah. You get those wonderful seven gifts of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord. I mean, this is some good Which stuff. Which she needs, exactly. obviously. This is what time. you're crying out for. Yeah. And if you've been confirmed, you have it. Lay back, reread that stuff, find out what you have. It's right. like looking in the armory and go, "Hey, I didn't know I had this nuclear warhead sitting here." Right. You know, and that you've got that in all of these beautiful, and the, beautiful and the other, gifts. And the next sacrament that will help her is uh, confession. Confession. Right. Absolutely. Confession is that time when we wander. Yeah. Right. We wander. We get we get off the rails or whatever. But confession brings us back. It heals us. Got to get the battery. Frequent recharged. confession. 
That's right. You know, maybe maybe Audrey should be looking at once a month or whatever, kind of mm-hmm. keep you on track. Mm-hmm. And again, that, I don't know her, so I don't know that. But many people think, well, I, I went to confession in eighth grade, right. you know, in preparation <laughs> for that. Well, how old are you? I'm 64. Well, okay, so maybe some stuff's happened since then. You're right? bad. Confession, confession brings us back home. Right. right. And, of course, the way we know we're at home is in Eucharist. That's right. Right. Eucharist is such a beautiful gift, and a lot of people don't realize that in Eucharist, we're actually strengthened by Jesus' presence. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, he's present in us, I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. So we talk about the true presence. You know, Jesus Christ is present in the Eucharistic species, body, blood, soul, and divinity. So what was bread is now the body of Christ. Right. What was wine is now the precious blood. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is present. And so what's beautiful about that is when we ingest mm-hmm. the Eucharist, we're ingesting Jesus. Oh, We're yeah. actually touching the face of God. Yeah. I, I just love that beautiful image. And that actually changes us. It does. It transforms who we are. Right? And so all the other issues, it, 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 it heals us. Mm-hmm. It strengthens us. We get all this grace. And really what needs to happen here, Audra, is you need to trust in God's grace. Know that you're loved. Know the answers are out there. So the debates you're having... You know what? If you were preparing for a debate in high school, mm-hmm. what would you do? You would bone up on whatever the topic was on your side, right? Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd study and read so that you would know these things to be able to share these things so that you'd be able to convince the other side that yours was the advantageous side. That's right. And I would hope, Andre, that you would feel that as a Catholic, that you would know, and I want you to know that you're, you, know, you belong to the church. Right. Not a church. Not a flavor of church, right. but the church. Yep. This is the church that Jesus founded on the rock of St. Peter 2,000 years ago. That's right. Well, that's powerful. And yeah. also, Jesus promised that he would send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit would guide the church into all truth. Right. That means everything the church teaches is true. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we talked at the beginning of the show about how the teachings of the church are way different, vastly different than the teachings of the world. Oh, Right, And so if you're a member of the Catholic Church and you're struggling, then maybe there's a little bit of trust and acceptance of God's grace that needs to happen here. Mm-hmm. Let God do the fighting. Let these uh, armor up, as you said, Tom, right. and, and to let these sacraments do the work in mm-hmm. you and outward of you, flowing from you, That's so right. that people understand when they see you, they're seeing Jesus Christ. Yep. And they're seeing someone who now is is happy to be a Catholic. And I love how... At the very beginning, what is the first thing she says other than hi? After she greets us, she says, I I am am a Catholic. Catholic." That's right. (laughs) You know? And so what it means to be a Catholic is something, a beautiful and grace-filled thing. Yeah. Right? But it involves trusting God. Yeah. Because it can be very difficult in this world that we live in. Absolutely. It can be very difficult to try to find your way in this world, but it's so beautiful to know that we've got... God's grace to lead us through. Amen. Audra, we're praying for you. We hope you find your way. Keep up the good work. She's exactly. on the right Keep track. Keep praying and do those other things. Yeah. It'll be beautiful. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Good and gracious God, with a Father's love, you sent your only Son, Jesus Christ, to reconcile us to you forever. Send, we pray, your Holy Spirit to comfort, guide, inspire, and protect us as we make our way through this temporal life to one lived in eternity with you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to 
Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table. Thank you.